Last week, week two, we knocked on the door. This week in week three, we banged that mother lover down. Broncos Nation, we are getting better. DFS Deli. I am the proprietor of this delicatessen, and I am joined tonight on the early descent into week three, the only first look show, the only first look podcast on the interwebs. And I'm joined tonight by, well, you already know who the hell I'm joined by tonight. Chill. Welcome to week three. How's it going, buddy? I mean, we. I mean, it's going well. Can't complain. Um, you know, it's a familiar thing here. We looked a little short staffed today, but you know, the deli we pull through. Uh, we always knock knock it out, and uh, I guess we'll just get ready to dive on in into the slate. That's right. That's right. So, uh, like like we do when we're uh, when we're short staffed, we we put the proverbial now hiring sign outside, and I said it on the last podcast, and I'll and I'll say it again. As much as I love our two cohorts, uh, two of our best friends, um, one is no call, no showed his past two shifts, and the other one has another job, so we respect his obligations. If you're interested in coming on and ranting with us here at the DFS Deli, because I see the stats, okay? I see all the downloads. I see all the plays. I see them. I know there's somebody out there that listens to us because it ain't like the first couple years I did it when it was literally the subscriber, the listener. Nah, uh-uh. it's hundreds of y'all now. So I know one of you want to go ahead and submit that application to the DFS Deli. So if you are ever interested in coming on and ranting with us about fantasy football, this little game we, we like to play every week, follow us on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram, the DFS Deli. Very, very easy to find. Slide into those DMs. And let your boy know if you want to join us on a Wednesday night, Saturday night, whatever. Just just let your boy know. So having said that, before we go on to the show, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe. It helps tremendously with the algorithm on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, wherever you listen to your podcast. Download us, put us in your pocket and take us to go. Chill, how was your week two? by the way, before we get into week two. How was your week two? Actually, my week two was good. Uh, I went even. Um, I went even on DraftKings, so that that's good. Anytime you go even, or even if you're a small loser, it's still a good week. Mm-hmm. Um, and on FanDuel, I ended up going, like, I think, like, plus 350 on, on FanDuel. So, uh, yeah, I got there. Um, you know, my own, my my very lone, early, uh, lone, uh, Early only lineup had uh, had a nice little Dolphins Ravens kind of stack in it, so uh, it wasn't doing well until the very end of that slate, and then we got there and uh, fins up. Yep, fins up. Let's go. And then uh, and then my afternoon only slate somehow got there too. So so this is a great way to stay in shape. Hey, listen, like I said in the intro, we were on the doorstep this week now we're breaking that mother lover down because if you don't know we run a second show on saturdays and there are a couple little 
couple little nuggets in there that you should probably take to heart when we talk about low-owned tournament plays. And I beat the drum about Tua and that premium double. I also said my bold call was Tyreek Hill was going to breaky-breaky the slate. And he did. So I I, I, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to admit what I'm wrong because, trust me, Sammy Watkins week one, oh, that was wrong. So lesson learned. I'm not going to make bold predictions on terrible players moving forward. So, but yeah, my week two is about the same. Um, in one of the larger field contests, we uh, finished in 30th, oh, I'm sorry, 23rd. And then a smaller field, we finished in fourth. So uh, we, we were up there. We were, we were knocking on the door. Like I said, I, I feel like, I feel like I was welcome in. Like they, they opened the door for me. I just didn't have a seat on the couch, that first place couch. This week, I feel like we can get there. So what do you think getting into week three, the overarching theme is this week? Because as we talked off air, I feel there's a shift happening. And do we apply it to our lineup building? So the shift is, is that these low price running backs and these high end receivers are the way to build lineups. And it's not necessarily the cheap quarterback because like last week, Lamar, and Tua got there. So you're looking high-end, mid-priced. The week before, it was Patrick Mahomes. And you could have played the chalk with Jalen Hurts. You would have been fine. But it was these receivers that were the key to unlocking the slate. Yes, I get it, Saquon Barkley week one. But last week, all those guys at the top completely flamed out. No JT. You know, no CMC was okay. But I mean... You pay a premium for CMC. You 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 kind of want more, right? There, there's no bangles to be seen at all. But these receivers, I mean, it was like you looked up everywhere. Everybody was getting 100 in a touch. Christian Kirk splashed two times. Amari Cooper welcomed him back to the 100-yard receiving club. Nelson Aguilar, question mark? <laughs> and even the, even the, the lower-end guys that we talked up that could have helped you get more of these guys in your lineup, the Greg Dorches of the world, they came through. So it was like, you couldn't miss our receiver. Tyler Lockett had a hundred. I mean, like what, but these running backs and it could have been a one week thing. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. It could have been a one week thing, but would you want to pay the premium in a vacuum for JT or at the same price Cooper cup? The answer every week should be Cooper Cup, right? Uh, agreed. But in the same tier, and we're going to get into this debate when we talk about running back wide receivers, is that like Justin Jefferson is way more expensive than a guy like Dalvin Cook. And last year, we saw the inverse of this. We were jamming in Dalvin Cook, and no one's playing Justin Jefferson. Now, no one's playing Dalvin Cook, and everyone's going to be playing Justin Jefferson. So on this slate, you have a, a cowl code of wide receivers that you can choose from. All the big guys are back on this slate. Your, your Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Steph Diggs, who comes at a discount because he didn't get his Monday night bump. He went absolutely berserk. You still got Jamar Chase on this. Like, so, Chill, I want to ask you, what is going to be the shift? And are, I'm sorry, are we seeing a shift in how we built lineups and are you going to apply that shift this week? 
I mean, it's definitely um, it's definitely an interesting shift. I mean, I think maybe I think what might have a chance to be one of the more popular builds. Um, I mean, at this point, I I think more people might be going like towards you said. They might play two of these higher price wide receiver and go more down into this mid range of running back. Um, I mean, normally, like traditionally, you want to pay out for running back and then kind of get tricky at wide receiver. Um, yeah, the old team jam them in days. Like those were the days. You take two or three of those high price running backs, and then whoever's at wide receiver didn't matter because you already know the running backs that you got are going to get twenty to twenty five carries probably over 100 yards and could score multiple times. Right. This, and, this, league, this league is, I'm sorry, evolving into a more pass-centric league, right? 100%. Um, I mean, even some of these, like like you said, as you look at some of these guys, even these guys that aren't, like, you know, priced through the roof, like, you know, this week, and I say priced through the roof, but you still have people like, Diggs is still like 7,700. Tyreek is still 76. AJ Brown is 73. All give you the same upside as some of these top guys, maybe other than Cooper Cup. Because I think Cooper Cup is still in a tier of his own. Oh, yeah. He's, he's in a cup tier. He's He is S tier. He's S tier. Um, but, I mean, some of these other guys could do, could do it. I mean, uh, like we talked off the air, you know, if Keenan Allen's out again, I think Mike Williams is too cheap at 6,700. Um so I don't want to say the days of, you know, jamming in two high price running backs and then kind of going down at wide receiver is dead, um, you know, but it's certainly interesting to look at. And, I mean, I'll still put Travis Kelsey up there as well, um, you know, in terms of, like, pass catchers that are priced and if you want to get a little different there. But, um, I mean, for me, I still think I'm going to lean towards putting in two higher price running backs. And trying to get a little tricky at wide receiver, um, I still think you know it. I still think that's where I'm gonna go mostly because like I haven't won like the big one yet, but like I'm still profiting the first two weeks. So yeah, like you said, I'm, we're knocking on the door, and they're gonna let us in this week, Joe. It is week three. The power of the hair. This is what we do. Okay, so. Again, what we do on the DFS Delis, we go position by position, talk about some of our favorite plays. And again, on the contrarian show, even though I'm going to mention some guys tonight because you know, I'm 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 contractually obligated to talk about Geno Smith if he is on the slate. So I'm going to do it again. But this week, this week, we finally welcome home for the first time on the main slate, Josh Allen. So there are all the heavy hitters on this slate. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, to a lesser extent, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. All the guys are here. The gang's all here. So how do you sift through who to play and what to play him with? Because like I've reiterated on this show before, is that the quarterbacks are the Pepsi products, or they lead us to the Pepsi products. These quarterbacks are nothing but tacos. The real, the real value comes in the drink because them tacos gonna make you thirsty. All that salt, they give them shits away. But they lead you to the receivers. Like I wasn't thrilled about playing Tua last week. I was thrilled about playing Jalen Waddle and Tyree Hill. That's why you play Tua. In an inverse, though, you know, you got your Crunch Rap Supreme. 
and Lamar Jackson, which led you to playing Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman, just bringing it back on the other side with with Tyreek Hill or Jalen Water, whatever your flavor was. But there were so many avenues to explore last week, Chill. I mean, Jared Goff throws for four touchdowns. Joe Flacco goes for 304. I mean, there was so many ways you could have won. Like, the scores last week were astronomical on the full slate. I don't know if we see that again this week, but it also it also serves to explore other options and get off the group think. Because the group think last week, like we mentioned, was Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Boy, was that a fail. So if we can get off that train of thought and then go on to these other guys that that have the ceiling and that aren't as owned, owned as, as, as popular, we can find our way to the top of these tournaments. So tell me at the quarterback position, now that, now that we've welcomed some of these heavy hitters back to our lives, on the high end, who are you targeting this week? Yeah, I mean, as we're looking some at some of these high-end quarterbacks, um, for me, it's going to be kind of ownership dependent. Um, as we know, quarterback ownership does tend to be a little spread out than most positions. Um, I mean, one quarterback I really like this week that I think is going to have kind of loner, uh, lower ownership out of the group here is Patrick Mahomes. Um, Patrick Mahomes does seem to kind of get forgotten in the shuffle when all the, all the big boys are back on the slate. Um, I don't know why. It kind of reminds me of that week. You remember, like, when Kansas City played the Jets and nobody played, like, any Chiefs? That was absurd. Like, for whatever reason, nobody played Chiefs. Like, we're not – and, I mean, I understand this game is at Indianapolis, so it does, like – so weather's not going to be an issue here. And Kansas City's coming off of the long week. So, you know, because we're playing on Thursday – um, and let's not sit here and act like Trevor Lawrence didn't just carve up this very poorish Indianapolis team. And Indianapolis teams do tend to get off to slow starts, at least in September. Um, and especially, like, even on that Indianapolis side, like, if Michael Pittman is out again, that offense is atrocious. And Kansas City is just going to have this, you know, I think it could very well look like when they played the Cardinals. Like, oh, I- They'll be up like by 35 points at half. Um, So in terms of this higher end, I'm kind of leaning more towards Mahomes, especially at the low at at the lower ownership. Um, I mean, at this point, um, as we talked about, Josh Allen has owned my Dolphins like the past three games, even in Miami. Like I think the last time they played there, it was 35 to zero. So let's not act like, you know, the leading MVP candidate. I mean, Josh Allen's just, you know, just just play him. I don't think anything really needs to be said there. Um, and then we got, you know, Herbert could be a little bit interesting depending on injury news. Um, I mean, nobody in the league so far has been able to stop Jalen Hurts. We just watched Washington's defense give up. Uh, made Jared Goff look like a superstar. Um, so I guess if I had to rank them, I'd probably go in terms of like higher owner, uh, in terms higher dollar quarterbacks, I'm probably looking at Mahomes, Hertz, and then Allen. And I only, Allen would only be third based on price. Oh but yeah. Oh yeah. Premium. 
Yeah, because I even think like that three hundred dollars between him and Mahomes it, it will matter. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, 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 I agree. Um, and and to piggyback off your point, I feel like Patrick Mahomes is in that range where he could get ignored because I feel like people are going to go either if they go on the high end, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. And that's where it starts. That's where it's going to start. But I feel like there's two other quarterbacks in that same similar mold that could be neglected this week. Okay. So I think it was last year or the year before where Josh Allen went against the Patriots and no one clicked his name. And Josh Allen, like, absolutely scorched the Patriots. Like, literally, I got Josh Allen in a tournament at 1% owned just because he was playing. Like, stop. Stop. That should never happen. I feel like we have a similar situation this week with Lamar. So Lamar is on the road against New England. Everybody fears this team because, A, they play at such a slow pace. I mean, my God. That game could get boring. But at the same time, let's not sit here and act like Lamar didn't just double bonus last week. Yeah. Yeah, and to kind of piggyback off of that, like Bill Belichick in the past has had difficult stopping Lamar. Everyone has difficulty stopping Lamar Jackson. But at the same time, again, I I said on this very show that I, you know, Josh Allen's my leading MVP candidate, right? I said he was gonna win MVP, and I said Jalen Hurts is gonna get MVP votes. From this slate, on an individual standpoint. You could get similar upside, if not higher upside, on lower-owned guys. So look at Lamar, look at Patrick Mahomes, and to a lesser extent, look at Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow and his Bengals need a bounce-back game like none other. And they traveled to East Rutherford where they made uh, Jacoby Brissett look serviceable. So if Amari Cooper can go for 100 Almost double-digit catches in a touchdown. Jamar Chase? Anyone? Just throwing it out there. So those are my higher-end picks, for sure. And we're going to factor in ownership now. But on the lower end, because everybody's going to want to jam in these high-priced receivers. On the lower end, I've heard a lot of grumblings about Justin Fields being a play this week. Stop it. Yo, yo, you asked the two guys that aren't here. You saw the group chat. I did. Ask them. I did. I get it. They're probably taking Justin Fields in a vacuum against Geno Smith. But at the same time, I feel like they're going to play him. Houston, Houston ain't no joke, man. Houston is not a bad team. This is the old Houston team. So there might be people going Justin Fields, but on the lower end, you're thinking the chalk is going straight to Jared Goff. Could you imagine Jared Goff chalk week? Oh my! And Kirk Cousins. Pass. I pass on Jared Goff chalk. I'll play some. I'll play. I'll play the wing dragon a raw, but I don't know about Jared Goff. Oh, our sun god is going to get played. I don't care about the ownership on that. That that that's gonna that's gonna happen. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll about get there. to look like Merrick from Yu Gi Oh. About to say the chant to unlock him. <laughs> Uh, side note, Yu-Gi-Oh! Trivia, do you know the Winged Dragon of Raw's attack name? His attack name? Ooh. Yeah, so, you know, Blue Eyes is White Lightning. 
And I think uh, Obelisk is like Fist of Destruction or something like that. Something Fist. Like, I, I can't remember. What yeah, it was. no, Obelisk is definitely the Fist. Um, Do you remember the Winged Dragon Ross? I'll give you five she, seconds. I don't, but th- does he turn into a Phoenix when he does it? Yeah. I, d- I don't remember then. I just know he turns into a darn Phoenix. It's called Blaze Cannon. <laughs> Blaze Cannon. Just side note, just for you nerds out there, just for you Euro nerds out there. Um, but on this lower end of quarterback, do you feel inclined to go to a guy like Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins to fit in some of these guys? Or is there somebody on the lower end that you would look to from an ownership perspective that you would be more inclined to play? Uh, yeah, I mean, and we'll kind of touch on this probably in the Saturday show, but uh, uh, the quarterback I want to play, if I'm going to play uh, one of these lower dollar quarterbacks, is playing is playing your boy. Are you going to go Marcus Mariota versus Geno Smith right now? I'm, I'll do it as a friendly wager because I like both. Consider it done. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, I love I love Mar- Mariota this week. Um, kind of looking at stats here, Seattle's given up a 66% completion rate, 524 uh, errors, uh, yards through the air. Um, I mean, this is going to be 10. This is, I think this is going to be a little bit of an easier matchup. Um, as we know, Marcus Mariota does have rushing upside. Uh, so essentially if he kind of just falls into the end zone, you're solid. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of looking at Mariota in this game as well. If I'm going to, if I'm going to go all the way down. Well, listen, you already know at 5k on DK, Geno Smith is getting into the lineup. Okay. So listen, Pete Carroll came out and said that his offense is being way too conservative and it is quote time to take the reins off of Geno Smith. So the man has over an 80% completion percentage this year, right? You know that, right? You, you know he's leading the league in completion percentage, right? I did not. Um, yeah, that's, that's Geno Smith by himself with a two-to-one interception rate to touchdown ratio. But they out they came out and said they're being too conservative. So I want to see against this porous defense in Atlanta if we can believe this coach speak and get – well, there is no such thing as Vince's Geno Smith unless you go to his college years. But we've seen in a small sample from last year that Geno Smith does possess some upside. He supported Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf in a 100-yard game and the same day before. This happened just last year. So if there's any, if there's any matchup that can be serviceable for this, it's at home. It's the four. Four o'clock game is one of the four o'clock games. If anything, if you take some shots early and your stack is later in the day, like you want to go to this Rams Arizona game or something like that, he he presents a good swaption at le- at the bare minimum, a good swaption to get on to somebody that no one's going to play. Wit, albeit lower upside, but again, what does that allow you to do? That allows you to play these Cooper Cup-esque players that allows you to get up to more than one of the higher price guys. So again, Geno Smith is a 99 cent taco at 3 a.m. and you're hammered, okay? But what does he get you? What does he lead to? The satisfaction of that cold Baja Blast. Just putting out there, I'll elaborate more on Saturday, but you best believe this is not the last time you were here. Geno Smith's name come out of my mouth. 
Uh, random fun fact: Marcus Mariota is more expensive on FanDuel than Jared Goff. It's that rushing, bro. It's the rushing. <laughs> Just me. It made me chuckle. It's the rushing, the rushing upside. I mean, and Baker said it before. Marcus Mariota does offer some upside with his legs, so I get it. I 100 understand. Ready to move on to running back, bro? Yeah, bro. So again, this is where we can flip the bill. All right. So the common build, I can assure you this week will be a try and jam in two of these higher price receivers and an elite quarterback. So let's say Josh Allen with, you know, one of his pass catchers, you take a long digs, you run it back in the game with Waddle or Hill, and then you pay down at running back. Same goes, same goes on the other end with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts normally isn't a double stackable type of quarterback but you're going to bring along A.J. Brown, right? Some some people might be willing to go back to the Tua well after what they saw last week because you know how recency bias works. So this is the realm of lineup building where we can get into where this is a week I feel these top-end guys are going to be super low-owned. I'm not talking like 1% or 2%. That'll never happen. But compared to what they normally are, we can flip the build and get unique in these tournaments this week, I feel. And it starts up top with a couple of guys that I like. Dalvin Cook is number one with a bullet going against this terrible Detroit rush defense. Okay, everybody's going to play Justin Jefferson. I get that. You're fine to do that. But what if he has a performance like he did on Monday night? Six for 68 ain't enough at over $9,000 on FanDuel. But Dalvin Cook, because he hasn't been producing this year through two games, small sample, this is the matchup, right? I mean, there's three guys, three guys that are jumping off the board when it comes to matchup, okay? Dalvin Cook, King Henry, Joe Mixon. If y'all think, that Derrick Henry is going to get held down this entire year. You're absolutely out of your damn mind. And if there's any matchup to do it, this is it. Before Connor went down, the Cardinals carved them up on the ground, the Vegas Raiders. They carved them up. Like, you got Edo Benjamin averaging five yards a carry. Like, come on. So this is a spot. This is a spot where everybody's going to lean towards, you know, David Montgomery, the David Montgomerys of the world, which I get the volume. But do you really want to? <laughs> you really want to play Chicago, Houston? That game could legit be over by three o'clock. Legit. I actually don't mind the Montgomery play only because they are a run-first team, and he was pretty efficient against the Packers. Look at the ownership, though. I know projections aren't out, out, but by the time Sunday rolls around, I can guarantee you he will be probably the third most popular running back. I'm not taking chalk, chalk, David Montgomery ever. I can't do it. So do you think do you think he'll be third highest chalk, or do you think somebody like Miles Sanders at fifty five hundred? I think Miles Sanders get up I think Miles Sanders gets up there, but you're gonna look at if you want to stay on the cheaper end, Daryl Henderson, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, to a lesser extent, Antonio Gibson. I mean, I hope the Miles Sanders ownership is gonna be low because again, I like him in this Matchup against Washington, true. Everyone wants to play the hurt business. 
but you know they're a run first team. So I mean, playing the hurt business and Miles Sanders together probably doesn't sound like the worst idea. No, and he's getting a little bit of receiving upside. So on DraftKings, that helps. He had 17 attempts uh, this past Monday. I mean, that's that's pretty good, especially for Miles Sanders. Yeah, he had 17 uh, rushing attempts, 80 yards, so pretty efficient. Three receptions for six yards, but the three receptions is all you really care about. That's three points, baby. That's three points. So tell me, tell me what you think about this upper end. And are you thinking about playing some of these guys this week? Yeah, I mean, as we kind of look at this upper end, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor kind of becomes the interesting one for me. Um, you know, I unfortunately played that dude last week. I really liked Jonathan Taylor last week, kind of came back to bite me. Um, I think for me, the Jonathan Taylor, it's going to depend on the health and status of Michael Pittman. Uh, because if yes. Michael Pittman's out, it could look a lot like it did last week where he's probably going up against a loaded box and, you know, they're going to be like, well, if Matt Ryan beats us, you know, um, we go from there. Um, you know, we go, then we got New Orleans, you know, uh, New Orleans is at Carolina with CMC. I mean, it's, it's CMC. He hasn't had quite a, you know, CMC-esque performance, but last week he got to 19 points um, without a touchdown. Um, and I think I think they're letting him play a little bit more in this offense. I feel like in week one, he wasn't on the field all that much. Um, could have been by design. I don't know if they were worried about his injuries. Um, but he does seem to be getting more involved in the offense. Um, and then, man, this, this just feels like the week where Derrick Henry has no ownership and he breaks the slate, right? If there ever was a spot. It's got to be this one. Yeah, I mean, I think Derrick Henry's ownership is going to be in single digits. Single digits? Shit. 5% or less. I I think it's single at least. You know, I don't know if I have the stones to go five or less. But, um, I mean, and you already touched on Dalvin Cook. I I like Dalvin Cook this week. Ooh, to pivot off of Justin Jefferson. Like I said, in a vacuum. In a vacuum, in an ownership vacuum, basically, is Justin Jefferson is going to be, let's say, I don't know, on a higher end, 25%, and Dalvin Cook's going to be 10%. The play is obvious. You play Dalvin Cook. Pretty simple. Yeah. And but then- again, this, be, again this, this, this just screams to me, screams a flip the build week. It really does. As much as badly as I want to jam in these high price receivers, bro. This could be a back-to-life, back-to-reality type of week, and we could see several of these top-tier running backs just lose their shit. Yeah, and then actually I think another thing that might become super interesting as as the week goes on here, if James Conner gets ruled out, I assume one of the Arizona running backs would be Chalk, right? You're talking about between Daryl Williams and Edo Benjamin? Yeah, 5,100 for Daryl, and then Edo. It's a salary relief. I mean, you know, that's that's what all people are looking for. Ugh. I, I, think, I, I, I would think one of them becomes Chuck. By strictly a price standpoint, yeah. 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 Do you think um, there's going to be some people trying to get ahead of this Daryl Henderson-Cam Akers split? Or is it I just mean, a you don't want to mess with? 
it's a backfield I personally don't want to mess with. I mean, Cam Akers, I didn't even know he had 15 attempts last week. Oh, yeah. He 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 out, he outrushed uh, Daryl Henderson. I, I don't know if I'm that smart enough to play Akers over <laughs> Henderson. I don't have the balls. I, no balls. Not me. Not this um, guy. You know, if I was like – now, if I was like doing a mass, pro, you know, production of lineups, would I put like Akers at like 2%? Sure. Fair. Fair. Uh, any other running back – you want to harp on uh, either higher end or lower end? Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, so. yeah, I kind of got a gross one. Um, Damian Pierce against Chicago. Oh, that game. Oh, I understand. Um, I mean, we just watched Aaron Jones and them rush all over Chicago's defense. Um, his attempts last week were at 15. He had a reception. Um, Lovey Smith came out today and said Pierce needs to be more involved in the offense. So we have that narrative. We need to get him more touches. So I'd be more that... inclined to play James Robinson, to be honest. That's that's not a bad call either. I don't think this ETN thing is real right now. They they love them some James Robinson, bro. That, that they do. Majority of the rushing tote last week and looked good doing it. And the Chargers aren't that stout up front. So, I don't know. Just thought. Just thought. Yeah, like I said, I I think Pierce becomes the interesting one. Because at 5K, like, if he gets you a buck, if he gets you a buck on the ground and a touchdown at 5K. Oh, you're dancing in the streets on that one. Yeah, and, you know, I do like the fact that his volume did go up from 11 to 15. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this one might be really gross, but is Raheem Mustard starting to take over that backfield in Miami? Oh, no. Oh, God. I know I'm the Miami guy here, but. Um, shares. Oh. But, like, is he starting to kind of take over that backfield until, heaven forbid, he gets injured? I think the uh, sample size is a little small, but. Uh... He ain't running against Buffalo anyway, so who cares? No, no, God, no, he ain't running against Buffalo. So I don't care who's touching the ball in that backfield. I ain't touching that backfield, period. So we're good. Waddle or Hill, that's all I'm playing from that game. We're good. Uh, agreed. Um, I'm trying to scroll through. I think, I think we hit on um, a lot of the points here. Um, I mean, you already touched on Montgomery. Um yeah, I think I think we can uh, I think we can go from there. So yeah, getting into wide receivers, like we mentioned before, um, Blaze Cannon himself, the <laughs> Sun guy. Okay, I think the I think he is the only receiver minus Cooper Cup that I could literally say I don't care what the ownership is. I'm playing this guy. Hundred percent. He is still too cheap. Like, they still need to put respect on this man's name. He needs and, – and I, I assume he will be because this situation looks oddly familiar, does it not, Chill? Who was the receiver last year that was too cheap the entire year and we refused to play him, but his price kept going up and up and up and up and up and up, and by the time it was too high, we realized how great this guy was? <laughs> Cooper Cup. He really reminds me of Cooper Cup, now, doesn't he? I'm not saying he's as 
polished as Cooper Cup because he is not. However, if the Lions continue to have these giant over-unders because they've been a top three team in offense for, for you know, projected points these first three weeks, it's been the Lions. The Sun God is close to breaking uh, – I, I forget which NFL record it is, but I know he's close to doing it. So if you think he's not going to get force-fed the ball, he is. So if there's anybody in this – it's not even a range. I, I think he belongs in – the Jamar Chase, Steph Diggs range when it comes to price tag. So and he should surpass, if not equal, Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson. I mean, I've touched on this before. The Detroit Lions offense kind of reminds me of the old school Vikings offense, where it was <laughs> it was Cousins with uh, Jefferson and Cook. I know it's still the same thing. Uh, and they're actually passing a little bit now more in Minnesota, but it kind of just reminds me of the poor man's Vikings, does it not? If, if the Sun God continues to produce like he is, it might be the better version of the Vikings. And uh, here, here's your fun stat. So uh, St. Brown became the first NFL player in uh, NFL history to have six straight regular season games with at least eight receptions and one touchdown. This streak began in week 15 of the 2001 season. So that's the one he can break. Uh, it looks like he broke it. Oh, I thought he was going to break it this week if he gets that same stat line. Uh, well, you go 16, 17, 18, 1, 2. Yeah, so man, maybe this week would be three. Then. Listen, I don't care. <laughs> I don't Either care. Way. If he's got the NFL record, he's just going to continue it. Correct. I mean, there, there is no there. there I, I don't see minus injury, of course, a bust potential when it comes to this play. Who else is he throwing to? Josh Reynolds. Like he's probably on, just, he's probably just throwing the swift, right? That's I mean, it. At this point. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess my only concern would be too. Like we just did watch Dallas Garter absolutely eat the soul of the Vikings. Um, so maybe this could be a Hawkinson spot. I don't think there's a such thing. You think CJ Hawkinson is bad, bro? Are we uh, are we picking him up on the bus? You think? No, 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 no. You had to be good at one point. CJ Hawkinson was all hype. He he can't get on the bus. I yet. thought I thought he was solid. I, I'm not gonna say he was great, but I thought he was solid. Hey, listen, man. We we need to we need to talk to the guy that's sitting in the front seat and ask what Zeke thinks <laughs> if we should go pick him up because you already know Zeke is on this damn bus. He's trash. Oh, yeah, Zeke has been. Uh, Zeke has a pass. He has a bus pass. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially absolutely. especially when Pollard came out with like that 50 yard run or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, I always remember that. I was remember I was sitting there with my dad again for the for the listeners. My dad just my dad's a Cowboys fan and he doesn't really know a whole lot about fantasy football and he was just sitting there like if I was playing fantasy football I would draft Pollard over Zeke this man has no recollection of stats because he watches the game (laughs) he watches them play (laughs) Zeke is terrible Tony Pollard has been the best running back in Dallas for years now so in any way anyway anyway (laughs) the Cowboys aren't on the slate I digress I'm sorry we're driving this bus, trying to pick up several people. You know, Tom Brady needs to get his ass back on this damn thing. Okay. Gronk sitting in the back, partying it up. 
You know what I'm saying? We dropped well, him off. Well, well Gronk retired, so he, yeah, he's not on the bus. We dropped yeah. him off in his retirement home. Yeah. We wish I mean, him the best. I mean, unfortunately, when we drop off Tom Brady, his wife ain't going to be there to, you know, get him. But Right. Either that or he's going to throw his ass back on the bus. <laughs> you better take him back to Tampa. <laughs> but, again, on this slate, they, I mean – if I were to rank these receivers, because there are some mm-hmm. heavy hitters on this slate, right? <clears throat> so price considered, price considered, the sun god is number one. Uh, I agree. Take the price off. Obviously, I would take Cooper Cup first. I go digs. This could be a bounce back spot for Devontae Adams because we just saw what Stefan Diggs did to the Tennessee secondary. And I think everybody is truly butthurt over what happened with Devontae Adams last week, two receptions is unacceptable. After getting a 40-plus percent market share of your team's targets week one, two receptions is unacceptable. Especially with them losing the game. Like, right, if they win the game, they could kind of laugh it off, right? Yeah, but they lost. They lost because they, lost they didn't want to throw the freaking Devontae Adams. It makes no sense. So this could be a bounce-back spot for Devontae Adams. And again, recency bias. We all saw what Steph Diggs did on Monday night. He could be very popular because we already know Josh Allen is going to be popular. Justin Jefferson is going to be the chalk of the slate, if not the sun god. But in a vacuum, if I had to choose between one of the two, I'm taking the sun god. I just have to. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, And then, I mean, like, as we look at somebody like Tyree Kill, um, it could be kind of an ownership move here between Hill and Waddle, unless if you think they're both going to be kind of close in ownership. I think they'll be relatively close. However, listen, you know there's a narrative here, right? You think Buffalo A still ain't butthurt over what Tyreek Hill did to them last year? <laughs> Somebody gonna hurt that man. Not on purpose, but there's gonna be some extra some extra oomph in them tackles this week. I'll just put it out there. So I don't think Tyreek Hill is gonna have the game that he did last week. I mean, first of all, that's going to be hard to replicate. I mean, 10 receptions for a buck 50 or whatever it is and a touch. And the man left for half the damn game, it seemed like, with cramps. <laughs> he had cramps and still had 190 yards. <laughs> yeah, he's like, ah, I'm good. I'm good. Let me just put up these deuces on you real quick. Ah. So, like, cramps, instead of running a 4-2, he runs a 4-3? i say a 4-2-8. <laughs> but... So those are hiring guys. So mid-tier, low end. Is there any salary savers we're looking at this week that we could, you know, cram into the lineups? Because I think like I think a guy like Chris Olave is going to be popular. He had over 340 air yards unconverted last week. I think if you're an air yards guy, you know, he could he could make for an interest option. Juju Smith Schuster is cheap. You can always go back to the Dorch. Like, who on this lower end? And obviously some of these Tampa guys because ain't none of their main guys playing. So if you were picking somebody from the lower end, who are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, if we're looking at the lower end here, um, a couple names that are jumping out to me, um, we'll stick with uh, we'll stick with uh, our two favorite low-owned quarterbacks. Um, I'm looking at Tyler Lockett and Drake London. I've played Drake London every week so far. It hasn't hurt me. Hey, yo, have you physically seen Drake London play minus his highlights? 
I just look at the point totals and I'd be like, good job. Yo, 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 real talk. Drake London is entering GAM territory. Oh, is he? He's entering GAM territory. That dude is grown and he looks good. So I, Drake London, he might be another one of those guys where the price hasn't caught up to his actual production. So I don't. I, I'm with you on that one. I, I I'm feeling some Jake London this week. I really am. He he's grown. He's grown. Yeah. So I mean, you're looking at um, you're looking at Drake London, uh, Tyler Lockett, um, somebody else that I'm kind of looking here at that didn't get the Monday night bump would be Devonta Smith. There's a uh, there's a squeaky wheel narrative there too. I mean he he. He he did not get the uh, he did not get the Monday night bump. So at fifty two hundred, this could be sitting there with some free salary relief. I mean, do we get really gross and play one of the Patriots wide receivers? Because Baltimore has the yes! worst. Yes, we get Baltimore has the worst secondary in the league. Yes, agreed. I I I don't know if I have the balls to play Nelson Aguilar, but I played Jacoby Myers. Hey, Baltimore secondaries, but uh, you just got uh, Jacoby does have an injury, so he's got to pay attention to that as well. No! Don't make me play Nelson Aguilar, bro. Um, and then, I mean, we we mentioned it before. You have these Chiefs guys. You got and you know, Nicole Hardman has a little bit of an injury, so we got to pay attention to that. Um, I mean, MVS is at forty seven hundred. Uh, Nicole Hardman's at forty forty six hundred. If he's out. I think somebody like Sky Moore becomes really interesting. Uh, again, it's gross, but if you're going to jam in these higher price wide receivers, you got to save money somewhere. So, um, agreed. I mean, Jahan Dotson seems to be getting it done regularly. He's still forty six hundred. Isn't uh on DraftKings? Isn't uh Garrett Wilson in that range as well? Uh. Garrett's 55. That's still 54. not bad. 54. My bad. Still not bad. Still not bad. No. Nah. It's good. It's pretty good. I mean, uh, we just saw what, what is your boy from Dallas? Noah Brown? Bro, dude, I've been screaming Noah Brown. Did we just see Noah Brown just kind of smack up Cincinnati a little bit? Why can't Garrett Wilson do the same thing? I mean, you're you're not wrong, but let's not forget the you know the uh, scout team narrative with Cooper Rush and Noah Brown, right? You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Can never neglect the <laughs> scout team narrative. We came up together. We'll die together. Damn right. Damn right. Um, before before we move on to tight end, um, flip a coin. I'm sorry, not flip a coin. Uh, you only can pick one. Got it. Upper echelon receiver. Upper action. You take a Justin Jefferson, Steph Diggs, or Devontae Adams. You can only take one. And yes, price is a factor. Diggs, because Miami secondary got absolutely annihilated. And I mean, and let's be real, you know, in terms of like, I mean, Josh Allen is better than Lamar. And I, none of these Baltimore wide receivers are on the same level of skill as Diggs. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm probably going. I'm probably going Diggs because it's 7,700. It just seems still too cheap. Yeah, and over here on Fanduel, he is 
$1,500 cheaper than Cooper Cup. $1,500 gives you a lot. It does. But let's not forget, Cooper Cup just averages 30 points a week. I mean, no big deal. No big, no big deal. deal, right? No big deal. Just no, here's 30 points. No and let, let everybody else figure out what they're going to do to stop the 30 points that Cooper Cup is going to get. Let everybody else figure that out. And I mean, in Arizona, secondary is not good. It's not, but neither is Tennessee's, man. Like, Devontae Adams could eat in this spot, bro. We thought he could eat against Arizona at home. Not, I, 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 Cooper Cup's going against Arizona this week. Not saying. <laughs> you shut him down. Ain't shutting down Cooper Cup. Damn right you ain't shutting down Cooper Cup. I mean, like you said, Devontae does become interesting because if you're going to go with the narrative that everybody burned. He burned the- everybody. You know how this goes. You know this story, chill. You, you, mean, you've seen this movie. I mean, it does become interesting, right? Do you just go back to Carr and Adams, run it back with King Henry, and you're I'm not, different? I'm not, fuck, I'm not fucking playing. No, I'm not fucking playing Derek Carr. <laughs> you go Derek Carr, Adams, and you run it back with King Henry? How owned is that stack? Fucking 2%. <laughs> just saying. Damn it, chill. Do not make me burn more money on Derek Carr, okay? If it wasn't for Tua Tungle-Vailoa last week, all my shit would have been lost, okay? So, all right, all right, fair. That, that's, I mean, that's a really good point. God damn it, chill. But again, this is why we build lineups Sunday slash Saturday night. I, when I submit the homework to you Saturday, let me know what you think of my uh, Derek Carr stacks. Anyway, tight end, Travis Kelsey's back. So, like, uh, so I know this is gross, but this is the app. This this has to be the last week for Kyle Pitts to ever be a go! thing, right? <laughs> Jamal Adams is out. The, Seattle has no matchup for him, so it's got to be now or never, right? Hey, 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 listen, 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 listen. We can save this for Saturday, but I'm just gonna do it, right? Here's the stat. Here's the stat. Here it is. Okay. Joe Smith. Take Joe Smith. You double stack that shit with Tyler Lockett and TK Metcalf. And you run that bitch back with Kyle Pitts. You're done. I mean, and Kyle Pitts on DraftKings is only 4,800. He's only 5,600 on FanDuel because, okay, guys in his range, Tyler Higby, you know, everybody's going to play Tyler Higby. They'd rather play Tyler Higby. Okay. On the upper end, you only got Mark Andrews $100 behind. Travis Kelsey, and we just saw what Dallas Goddard did on Monday. He didn't get a bump, so he's fifty five hundred. Cal Pitts fifty six hundred. I guarantee you, hundred people in the line, eighty percent of them are picking Dallas Goddard for the damn lineups. You even got Gerald Everett in the same tier as those guys. You can even go lower and go Big Irv. This is a spot. This is a spot. If not now, chill. You are right. Never. Pitts, blow up week incoming. This is it, damn it. This is the week. I mean, this would be if he doesn't do anything this week, we're done. I, I think um this is I think this is where we would we would uh we would come on next next week's show. We'll we'll play we'll play the sad song and oh, uh yeah. oh yeah. So for me this for me this week, if it's not Kelsey, it's Pitts. And if it's neither one of them Probably just gonna play Evan Ingram. 
I would rather play Logan Thomas. I mean, Ingram, Ingram so far is at had eight targets last week. I'd still rather play Logan Thomas. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I mean, and again, um, well, I mean, you think people are gonna get cute with Irv Smith though? Because like, you absolutely. know, people play Justin Jefferson. I I was just I literally was just about to ask a question on Big Irv. Oh yeah, people are gonna play Big Irv. People are gonna play Irv. Well, yeah, because you could go, you could go Cousins, Brown, Jefferson, Irv, and there you go. I mean, that's it. But that's gonna be so common, though. That's and that's the, what we don't want to do in tournaments. In order to common build, correct. Um, but yeah, I would think, I, I think Irv gets some some ownership for sure. Okay, okay, chill. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay, I want you to do this. I want you to do this for um, our daily dollar contest. We do it. We do it. You just do All it right. now. You lock right. it. I can lock it in. Okay. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run Gino. I'm gonna run the premium double with Gino Lockett and DK. And I'm running back with Kyle Pitts. You run Marcus Mariota, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and run it back with DK Metcalf. I'm in there. Yes. One of us <laughs> is going to be right. And if we're both right on Kyle Pitts, then we both could be dads because we both could be right with DK Metcalf. We both could be right with Kyle Pitts. It's the ancillary part. It basically comes down between Gino and Lockett and Mariota and London. And I just expressed, I love me some Drake London. That dude is a beast. But we <laughs> and, the, and the game ends 10 to 3. <laughs> Don't you wish that upon me. Don't you wish that upon me. That game, I'm saying it. I'm being cliche. Here it is. Sneaky shootout incoming. Sneaky shootout incoming. What's the total on that game? What is it, 44? Uh, I feel it. Hold on. I think it's 42, but let me double check. Over. It's 42. Take the over. Take the over, damn it. I, I agree. Take the over. Yeah. I'm hype. It's Wednesday. I am too hype. Let me calm that down. I apologize. Sincerely apologize. Anybody else at the tight end position before we jump into defense and get out? Nah, I'm more or less going Kelsey Pitts, Ingram, or Irv. Yeah, I think I'm Logan Thomas, Pitts. I can get behind Evan Ingram. I, I, I truly can. And then Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey is just Kelsey. I mean, because, again, if I see ownership projections that would get closer, that no one's playing Chiefs, I'm just going to load up on Chiefs. Uh, same. I'm just going to do that. And I won't feel bad about my decision either. <laughs> oh, no. Patrick Holmes with 350 and four. Oh, no. Shame. Seriously. Um, Defensively. I don't really have too many standouts because obviously I like to pay down in defense like most of us do. But there's a couple situations where it can, it could get ugly. It, it can get ugly. I mean, you know, I got I I still like the Saints against the paid actor for a pay up. So, I pay up option. So, I I kind of like the Panthers as the pay down option because New Orleans offensive line 
I mean, beside Burrow, Winston's been sacked the most, and he's I been mean, de- like he's been dealing with this back injury too. Sucks. That's why. So, sucks. I mean, I I don't mind it. Um, if Justin Herbert is somehow ruled out, I might just play the Jags at twenty three. That's solid right there. I mean, last week coming off of twenty one points. Let's hey, let's go Jags. Five sacks, three picks. And a shutout. And a shutout. A shutout to boot. Um, I mean, it would be really gross. Like, I wouldn't mind the Bills defense, but, like, Tua doesn't – he doesn't turn over the ball. I think he threw two picks last week, I do believe. I mean, but, I mean, this is the same defense that absolutely embarrassed two teams so far. So, I mean, you pay up, I'd still go to the Bills. I don't care. It's just a genuinely good defense. I don't care I mean, who it is. It made Matt Stafford look like an idiot. Well, if Michael Pittman's ruled out, I'm playing the Chiefs as the payup option. Yes. God, yes. I mean, Kyler is ass, too. <laughs> so, I mean, I play the Rams, too. Um, and then I, I, I think this game's ugly. Um, the the Bucks-Packers game, that, that one's – I don't want – any part of that game. Watch that game be like 48-51 somehow. If that game's 48-51, then... I'll hold the L. Yep, I'll hold the L with you. I'll just say, you know what? Congratulations to the guys that had the balls to stack that game. Because I ain't that dude. I am not him. I think both teams are going to try and run. I mean, that's their MO. You know, the Green Bay's coach came out and said they want to get Dylan and... um <clears throat> And, oh my God, Aaron Jones... Um, at least 15 to 20 carries. I mean, 20 touches a piece. Right. So you already know that's, that's what they do. And we already saw two bucks games as sample size. They have no receivers. They got uncle Lenny and that's it. And even uncle Lenny came out and was like, I'm sorry to my fantasy owners. I want to produce more for y'all. And I respect that. I respect that guy. How could you not love uncle Lenny? That's why we call him my uncle. Oh, uncle Lenny. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. I, I really like this guy. I like this guy. Well, chill. We did it. Short stat. Yeah, man. I mean, we're getting used to this on Wednesdays. Yeah, I know. I know. Again, don't forget to drop an application in my DMs at the DFS Deli on Instagram and Twitter. Interview process is pretty easy. Um, You don't have to dress up in a nice shirt and tie. Business casual will do. Mm don't laminate your resume. We don't really want to deal with that. Just just a regular paper resume will do. <laughs> uh, please have previous gambling experience when it comes to DFS. Uh, no previous podcasting experience necessary, however. But yeah, this is a it's an entry level position because we don't pay anything. I don't pay shit. It's more of like an internship. That's yeah, that's full term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the way to put it. That's the way to put it. Like before, you, you, you make your money with with our takes. That's that's our pay structure. That's how we pay you. That's how we pay you. Exactly. Uh, before we get into our bowl calls, don't forget to like and subscribe before you head on out. Uh, we appreciate you listening up until this point. And I kind of gave away the two that I want to make for this week. So I'm just going to go ahead and reiterate. Uh, the Seattle Atlanta game hits the over. That that's that's one of my bowl calls. 
And the second one is that it's King Henry season, guys. I think we welcome back King Henry into the fantasy realm. And he breaks the slate. I think you're going to need King Henry to take down Hernandez this week. I really do. And on top of that, not only do you need King Henry, I think that the build needs to be flipped. I think that the way to winning tournaments this week is high-end running back over high-end wide receiver. I think that's the way this week. That's the way. Chill, you got some bold for me, brother. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes just reminds us that he's uh, still Patrick Mahomes. Uh, uh, he'll be the high-scoring quarterback on the slate. What does that say about my Geno Smith lineups, bro? It means he's a very close second. <laughs> Not just second, a very close second? <laughs> if Geno Smith is a top nine quarterback this week, best believe I'm dancing in these fucking streets this weekend, okay? I'm not saying I'm not going to have some Patrick Mahomes bills because I will, okay? As ownership gets closer to Sunday and kind of gets more solidified, oh, you best believe if I see sub 10% Patrick Mahomes, I'm playing Patrick Mahomes. I'm playing all the Patrick Mahomes I can damn handle. Oh, 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 oh. Before I sign off, you and I both agree, right? Uh, Kyle Pitts, top three tight end this week. Top two. He's only fight. He's fighting with Kelsey. He's fighting Kelsey. <laughs> Listen, Pitts, I got the music queued up for you, dog, because this is uh... – <laughs> This, this could be it. This could be it, bro. We could be uh could be Kyle Pitts' funeral in our DFS lives. <laughs> Cause I'm not going through this shit again. I absolutely refuse. Anyway, go ahead and get the bot buckets out, chill. I'm gonna show this grill, get the scraper out, get it all cleaned up for Saturday. And uh yeah, man, flip that uh flip that open sign to close, then uh I think we're going to go ahead and close up the shop. Sounds good. And as usual, we'll see you all at the top. Thanks for listening. Peace, Cal P.